0: Greetings, welcome in, it's Better's Last Stand, show number 61, coming to you from the Pine Room Studio down here in downtown Wheeling on a lovely Wednesday afternoon, it's unseasonably mild I guess, Uh, not hot, but a uh, very pleasant fall day outside as uh, the clocks have been turned back and we're getting dark by the time I get out of here, it'll be dark which is very very good for me, I enjoy that quite a bit, I hope everybody had a great weekend and uh, we're going to try to give you some winners again this week. We had a had a strong week across the board as, uh, well, Chris wasn't with us last week. He's not with us here. I'm joined by Watchdog once again. Uh, coach out on the paint job, taking care of some last-second paint work before the fall uh, comes and turns into winter. Chris has a big trade show over at Wheeling Island Casino, so he's tied up with that today for his company, so... I'm Solo. Sam will join me later in the show to uh, put a cap on the racing season uh, from NASCAR's standpoint and uh, talk a little bit about the F1 race in uh, Las Vegas coming up in a couple of weeks and uh, a little bit of other uh, tidbits I'm sure across the board from whether it's baseball, hockey, football, basketball, Uh, Sam's dialed into everything so we'll get his analysis and input on that as we usually do. But uh, anyway, thanks for joining us here on Better's Last Stand. We were up 18 units, 18.95, so almost 19 units last week. Uh, that includes, though, I have to be uh, fully transparent here. That includes the Ryan Blaney 12-1 to uh, title ticket that we gave out here on the show a couple of weeks ago back when they cut it down to four, and Blaney was a really good discount at 12-1. to I didn't understand that. thought it made a lot of sense to play. I had a ticket on Truex. And Blaney heading into uh, the final cutdown race to the four, And then I doubled up on the Blaney ticket um, once Truax was out. So uh, it was uh, very profitable as Ryan Blaney gets the job done. Finishes second out at Phoenix and uh, behind Ross Chastain. It didn't matter. He beat out William Byron and Kyle Larson and Chris Bell had a bad day. So he was kind of out of it. But uh, really good finish and uh, really happy for Ryan Blaney. And we'll talk more about that when we have Sam. Joining us here in uh, the segment number three, uh, Coach had one of his better weeks in college football, seven and two on the week in college, three and two in the pros. So he was up about six units, about a little over five and a half units. His best bets went one and one on the week. Chris one and zero in college football, one and one in the NFL. He was up uh, almost one full unit. You know, you lose the juice there. So even if he went two and one, you're still not quite up an entire unit, but still decent week. Chris only gave out two plays because he wasn't on the show last week. He went two and zero with his best bets, though. So good, good week for him. I was four and five in college football, five and three in the pros. Uh, plus, almost eleven units on the week with the Ryan Blaney twelve The one ticket cashing in. My best bets were two and zero last week. Best bets for me overall right now, um, since we've been doing the best bets, I'm ten and four. So I don't know how that's happening, but uh, we'll take it. So ten and four for me, five and seven for Coach Chris coming in at seven four and one couple reminders. We have our Football Friday show, our last one on location, we think, uh, this week. It'll be, uh, when you hear this, today, Friday. And uh, we'll be out at Gumby's and Elm Grove for the final time, it looks like, uh, you know, unless we get some unseasonably warm weather, which we have had, so possibly sneak out another week. But uh, this right now is probably going to be our last week, and it's also our week number 12 of the Duggars Saucy Spread Challenge. So join us on our Football Friday show, live on the Watchdog, 12-3. to 3. Out at Gumby's, uh, we're going to uh, be talking some school lunches. We're going to be going through the Ohio and West Virginia playoff cards and the Duggar Saucy Spread Challenge week number 12 as uh, we start to to wind down. we got two more weeks of that left. So this week and next week in the Duggar Saucy Spreads will be in the book. Kayleen continues to lead. She's up by two games over Jerry. So uh, two of the top uh, predicted outcome winners, uh, you know, T. Te- teams that people who we thought were going to be in contention and definitely are with Kayleen and Jerry. So, um, a exciting couple of weeks to come and we'll see how it all shakes out. Uh, champions league soccer going on right now. So hopefully people are enjoying that. This is a good time of the season. You got a little bit of everything happening. Baseball in the books wrapped it up last week, world series, Rangers go undefeated on the road, which is quite impressive and, uh, they'll probably be a contender for, the next few years, they got a good young nucleus, good veterans, and uh, if they get their couple of pitchers healthy, they'll probably be, um, you know, one of the favorites in the American League again next year. So, hats off to the Rangers, hats off to the Diamondbacks. Had a good season, made it uh, a lot further than everybody else expected, and uh, we'll uh, expect to see bigger things from them as well as they add pieces to look to contend in the very difficult National League West with the Padres wanting to spend money. the Giants kind of going through a little mini overhaul here as they get a new manager. And then the Dodgers, of course, will be back and uh, better than ever, I'm, I'm sure, as they'll spend in the offseason. they got to upgrade their pitching staff as well. But we put a put a lid on baseball until uh, probably uh, sometime in February or March when we start to uh, discuss spring training and some of the things going on here. Of course, we'll keep you apprised of any major signings or anything early that we really like that would be something that you could jump on uh from a team standpoint as far as future bets go. So we'll look into those as they uh, pop up. College basketball got underway Monday night, a gigantic card. There was almost 150 games, and it was hard to even keep track of everything that was happening right there. So that's going to be what your Saturdays are going to look like here for the next few months is uh, you'll see just tons and tons of of, uh, college basketball games. And and do yourself a favor. If you're out betting in person and you're betting with a teller, please use the bet numbers because it gets so tricky. When you have somebody coming up to you and saying, uh, Give me Miami of Ohio, or even worse, give me Miami. Well, you got the Miami Hurricanes, you got the Miami Hurricanes basketball team, you got the Miami Redhawks football team, the Miami Redhawks basketball team, you got the Miami Heat, you got the Miami Dolphins. You have so many Miamis out there, and it, it's very difficult. And, and taking it from someone who has to train people to, to work in this industry. It can be very confusing for, for our ticket writers when you come up to them and say that. They want to get your ticket right. So, anyway, pass the word to your friends. I'm sure most of the people that watch this already know that. But bet numbers are such a an important thing. And I know that a lot of books don't emphasize them or even have enough training or knowledge to be able to emphasize them. But that's the way you need to do it. Las Vegas, Atlantic City, the places that are in the know, you're going to want to bet with the bet numbers. So you want to be able to just come in there and say... Give me the Miami Redhawks, or give me 112, the Miami Redhawks. Like that is so much easier for the writer. They can punch the number in and then confirm the bet with you that that was the team that you wanted. But if you just give them Miami, you got six different outcomes you could get, and that's that's a low side of it. If you had MLS going and other things going, you could have even more than that. So do yourself a favor and get your tickets right. Help your writer out. Uh, use your bet number. That, that can't be emphasized enough. But anyway, college basketball underway. Already got the, the parody showing its face already again. Michigan State, Texas Tech, DePaul. Among those that have gone down in the last couple of nights, you had the uh, Colorado women upset LSU. Colorado women are pretty good, though, so keep an eye on them as we'll talk about them, uh, I'm sure, uh, down the down the stretch as we head into the NCAA tournament. We won't talk a ton about women's basketball on here. From a regular season standpoint, here and there, some of the bigger games, but uh, you don't see a lot of books even take action on those. So, um, But still, a growing product, and you'll definitely... See that start to grow, I'm hopeful. So uh, I even at one point i am going to start to do uh, maybe regular season Mountain East games. But got to show the interest around here. Hopefully uh, the their interest will still be there for the men's side of things. We had a lot of interest in Mountain East football, so we'll expect to have some Mountain East basketball interest as well. But college basketball is upon us. Um, I don't have I, – I hate to make a judgment so early. Last year we kind of waited and, and until we, you got a few weeks under your belt when you kind of get into conference play. But there are a few teams, though, that that I wanted to at least talk about briefly and just give you keep them on your radar. Uh, First, I'll just kind of go in alphabetical order here. Arkansas, the SEC, Eric Musselman got another solid team back. Lost some guys in the NBA draft last year, but he reloaded. Uh, He's been really good at bringing transfers into the programs that he's been at, whether it was Nevada and now at Arkansas. Uh, Putting pieces together, getting them better by the end of the season. They're 25-1 to to win the, the championship. I'm not sure they can do that. We'll have to see how some of their, their their players mesh together, but I thought a plus seven to one, eight to one, somewhere around that um, to win the SEC I think is is worth a worth a shot. Got a lot of a lot of changing parts in the SEC, so even though Kentucky will always be good, you still have to account for the, the newness there. So uh, I think Arkansas makes a lot of sense. So that'll be a team that I'll have my eye on. Uh, Colorado out of the Pac-12, I think they're pretty good. The Pac-12 is a little bit down in basketball. I think UCLA obviously lost a lot of veteran guys. Um, USC is pretty good. Oregon probably will will be uh, amongst one of the, the top teams out there. But I, I just I don't really know uh, where where it's gonna end up. You know who's gonna end up being the best team in the Pac-12? I'm really not certain yet. So Colorado is a team I'm gonna have my eye on. Maybe get them at a decent price around seven to one to win the Pac-12. Creighton team that I I hadn't been very high on Creighton until last year. They impressed me. I watched a good bit of Big East basketball and. They they look like they uh, are starting to really come together as a team. I think that they're like a, one or two parts away from really being good. And I think maybe that happened over the offseason. They got some transfers in. They have some good players already, uh, good front-line players, guys that can shoot the ball. They're around 3-1 to one to win the Big East. One of the favorites, probably favorite in some books. So take, an, take a look at them. I don't like betting favorites very often, but the Big East is a really good conference, so you could get value. So say Creighton starts out, uh, you know, has a couple of tough games dr- drops a few and then you know they they it, it, uh go to uh 6 to 1 or something it's it, you you get a really good value if they were able to balloon up that was the word i was looking for balloon to like 6 7 to 1 after a couple of losses in that league it's a really tough league so keep an eye out for them and uh, be sure when you're betting these you make sure that you either are uh, your book is distinguishing between regular season or the tournament counting as well so you want to be able to know that in your house rules um most of the time i would say uh it's going to be your tournament champion unless otherwise noted where it says regular season uh, so keep an eye out for that uh, next team florida atlantic we were really high on them last year gave them out um pretty early on so i feel pretty good about that man if them or miami could have just made it to the finals last year both to the final four and i had a ticket on both of them to make the final and both of them to play each other it would have been a monstrous, one of the biggest ones that I've ever cashed and uh, just didn't turn out, but it still is a good run for them. Probably going to be a little bit uh, overvalued. Now I I would say you're going to see people bet them too much and their prices are going to go down. They got all five starters back. Florida Atlantic does. So, um, you know, Tread lightly with them. They're going to be a good team. They're, but watch their numbers, though. They're going to get bets more than normal because people think they're really good. So I think you can find some value playing against them in their conference play when you identify some of the better teams in the AAC. So keep an eye on that. Again, I'm not down on them. They're really good. But just their numbers, the bookmakers' numbers are going to get bet up because people remember how hot they were last year when they hear they have all five starters back. They're going to pound them at the window and that's going to lead to you getting three or four extra points uh, for the other team that they're playing in most cases because they'll be favored in almost every one of their games, uh, especially their conference matchups. So keep an eye on that one. Uh, Miami also returns uh, four, three starters, I guess. Yeah, three starters, you would say, but, but about five or six guys that played good minutes for them last year. They'll be pretty good, probably not as good as last year. Got to replace Jordan Miller. That's going to be a lot. Isaiah Wong's going to be a lot, but... Uh, Wuga Poplar really took off in the tournament last year in uh, Shadow Mears. One of the best and most underrated big man ever. I look for uh, him to have a monster season and just uh, keep an eye on him in player props. Rebound's over. He's one of the most crafty rebounders you ever see for a guy that's not really that big. And uh, he just has an entirely, you know, just a better motor than most players he's going to play against. So... Anyway, moving along, Grand Canyon out of the WAC. Uh, I didn't find a number on them yet to win the whack. I, I haven't looked for some of those small conferences, but their team is that's up and coming. I think they could be pretty dangerous. So keep an eye on Grand Canyon. Houston joins the Big Twelve this year. They'll obviously, we talked about it in football, but man, they got a really nice team basketball wise. And uh, other than Kansas, those are going to be those two are going to have some colossal battles there in the Big Twelve. So really makes the Big Twelve a more viable conference. You already got Kansas and Texas and so on. And now you get Houston. So keep it on Houston very high on them. Marquette, the other team out of the big east that I like. Um, they that got upset early in the tournament last year. But they were a little bit young, I felt like I think they're gonna have some experience now, and I think that they'll really uh improve this year. And they were real good last year, so they don't have to prove a whole lot. They just need that you know the battle tested, uh being able to win those big games. Maryland, another team. That got some uh you know some harsh realities on the road in the Big 10 they couldn't I think they only won one or two games on the road so uh really good team at home but I think I look for Maryland to make the you know the step up to you know these guys are a little bit older and a little bit more experienced now Maryland a very dangerous team they have a really good uh nucleus of players back in and, and they can talent wise they're up there with anybody in the Big 10 so keep an eye on Maryland New Mexico I think is a pretty good Mountain West team keep an eye on them huge number to make the Final Four or to obviously win the championship. I don't think they can do that, but I think there's no reason why they can't make the Elite Eight um, and uh, win that conference. So keep an eye on New Mexico, Ole Miss out of the SEC. I like Arkansas the best, but I like Ole Miss as well. Uh, They got Chris Beard now, solid coach. This guy was on top of the world before he had his domestic violence issue at Texas, got fired from there. Uh, We saw what he did with Texas Tech a few years ago, took them all the way to the Finals. Uh, this guy can really coach and if he gets that the blend of players which it looks like they got some good guys uh they they could be a really dangerous team and they're 25 to one to win the SEC and SEC is not really it it's a solid league but there's not a whole lot of great teams and it's whoever can mesh together the best cuz you got a lot of a lot of good coaches and a lot of good talent in that conference St. John's I'm down on them a little bit cuz you're going to get overbet with Patino factor so be aware of that too just like Florida Atlantic can't play St. John's um, you, you just you can't uh, unless they're a dog maybe but even then you're not getting as many points as you probably should but they're going to be laying numbers this this year and I watched a little bit of their game the other night and they're just okay so he's got a lot of work to do I'm sure he will get them good I, I don't doubt that but they're going to get over early so stay away from St. John's would be my recommendation. Uh, going to the West Coast Conference where Gonzaga normally dominates, St. Mary's is the team to look for there. Gonzaga might not be quite as good as normal, but them and St. Mary's duke it out every year. I lean St. Mary's just a little bit, but it should be a dead even, um, you know, I guess battle for the, between those two teams. It seems to always come down to them. TCU is a team that I'd uh, be a little bit concerned about. They had a lot of issues with their roster uh, coming into the season, so keep an eye on them think they had some issues Kansas State another one uh, Ross a little bit of roster issues some turnover some guys that I don't know they had any eligibles but I was reading a little bit about some of the issues that they have and not having a full team so keeping on those two teams maybe be down a little bit UCLA as I mentioned lost a lot of experienced players I don't expect them to be nearly as good especially offensively so keep an eye on them on Northern Iowa and the Missouri Valley I thought was worth a look uh, keeping on them to maybe make a run in their league The uh, Metro Atlantic League, which I really like a lot. I thought Marist and Canisius both should have improved seasons. I'm not saying they can win it, but they should improve. Loyola Chicago has a big test tonight. They play Florida Atlantic. Uh, We'll see what they're made of. I think they'll be better. They returned five starters and they got a couple of other guys transferring in. They had a, Abnormally bad year for them last year uh, you know, in a, in a new league. So I think they'll get a little bit better. St. Bonaventure and St. Joe's both uh, seem to have experienced players coming back and a couple of good transfers. In the Northeast Conference, I thought Long Island was interesting. Rod Strickland coaches them, and I believe he might have two of his sons play for them. I know at least one, I believe, does. But uh, Rod Strickland was with Kentucky for a long time, did a really good job as an assistant coach there. Um, I think he'll do a good job here, and I think he'll get them – to be a serious contender in the Northeastern Conference. So take a look at them. Columbia and the Ivy League I thought was going to be better than they were last year. They got some players back in a couple of acquisitions uh, try to boost them. I think they were picked last, but I think they're going to be better than that. So uh, those are a couple teams that I'll keep an eye on college basketball-wise, but we'll talk more about those as we press on towards uh, conference play, and then we'll kind of have a little bit of an idea of what the hell's happening, and uh, man, it's tough. You get These transfer portals, they really, really stretch you out. That you got to really dig deep to find information, and, and there's lots of uh, stuff to uncover because all these teams are contenders now that you really, really wouldn't have expected to be contenders. All right, moving on. College football. Um, no Chris, no coach again here, but uh, I got one play Friday night. I kind of like SMU against um, the North Texas Mean Green. Minus the 17, but then let's go right into... Alabama, the noon kick on Saturday's action. Uh, Alabama at Kentucky. Alabama minus 10.5, total 48. I, Kentucky just doesn't be, beat good teams. I think Stoops has like two wins against teams with, that ends up having winning records at the end of the year in his tenure. And that's really horrible, to be honest. Uh, as much as I always want to try to back Kentucky, I can't. Uh, Alabama, to me, is playing really well. I loved them last week. I didn't give them as my best bet. I gave out Louisville, but that was going to be my second best bet in uh anyway With cash, they, they really weren't in any, you know, I know they'll say LSU's quarterback got hurt, but it, Alabama wasn't losing that game. They were just much the better team. They could get the stops when they needed to, and uh, I think they'll get stops here. Now, the only problem I'm a little bit concerned with is, uh, you know, this is a, one of those uh, – you're kind of in a spot where you're coming off a high and you're coming back down to, to play a lesser opponent here, so it could be a, a bad spot for them. But if I can get 10 or less, I'll take the Crimson Tide. I think they're just vastly superior. And I think they know that they got to win out to make the playoff, and uh, I think they're capable of it. I know a lot of people were down on them, but uh, I think Milrow's getting it together at the quarterback spot, and I think their offense is clicking, and their defense is a very opportunistic. They're not necessarily the best, the most stout Alabama defense ever. But they can make big plays, and that's all you need is a couple of stops in these games. And if you have an offense that can score points, it's going to put you at an advantage. Michigan at Penn State, the next game of the day, probably the biggest game of the week. Michigan minus 4.5 on the road, total 46. Sharp money on Penn State here, which is interesting. Um, I just don't know how you trust James Franklin in a big game. Michigan hasn't been tested, but I think they're very, very tough. And uh, I know they got a lot going on with their program. But I expect Harbaugh's guys to come out and say, you know what? that got nothing to do with us. It's got something to do with uh, maybe our coach and some staffer who is cheating or whatever you want to say. But it looks like a a bunch of other schools are doing the same thing. Uh, Surprise. Uh, Doesn't make it right. But uh, anyway, I'll be on Michigan here. I just don't see. I hope the number keeps coming down. I just can't see Franklin winning a big game. He was completely unprepared to play Ohio State. I know this is at home. But it's a noon kick, and I think that favors Michigan as well. And uh, I like the Wolverines here. I think they roll, and I don't think they have a test until they get to Ohio State. Virginia Tech at Boston College, another noon kick. It'll be the Hokies minus one and a half, total 49.5. BC open two and a half. You're now bet over to Virginia Tech being favored. Looks like Boston College has a couple of injuries that are significant there. Don't really have a play there, so I'll be sitting that one out for the time being. Um, Moving on in the ACC, Georgia Tech at Clemson. Georgia Tech off a nice victory. Clemson off a nice victory. Clemson minus 14 here, total 55. I don't love Clemson here. I don't love anything about them. Dabo thinks they're back, but they just beat a very, very, very mediocre Notre Dame team, in my opinion, and that is also why I don't think Ohio State has the best win of the season, As some people are saying over Notre Dame, I just don't think that win was even big. I don't think the the Penn State victory really means a whole lot to me. Washington is the team that has the best win of the season. They beat Oregon, uh, and Oregon probably could have, should have, would have won that game without some uh, mistakes by head coach Dan Lanning, especially at the end of the first half. But uh, I think Oregon and Washington may be the two best teams uh, right now in the country. Uh, But I still have to see what Michigan does because I still think they're very good. And I wouldn't sleep on Georgia yet either. They're uh, they're starting to get their their quarterback in line. Carson Beck's playing pretty well, so I think maybe they're they're just waiting in the weeds and uh, they're going to turn it on when they need to. They turned it on when they needed to last week against Missouri when they were struggling. But anyway, back to Clemson. Don't love them. Can't lay fourteen with them. I'll be passing Texas Tech at Kansas State. Also noon kick. No Kansas. Sorry, Kansas Jayhawks hosting Texas Tech. Kansas minus four. Total sixty one. Kansas five zero ATS at home this season, and I'll be playing them here. This may be my best bet. I haven't quite decided yet, but by the end of the segment, I will. Um, if I am going to play them as my best bet or not, but I think that I really like them here in the spot. Texas Tech has not; they, they've underwhelmed me all season. Kansas is good. They're uh, they're they're getting some swag back. They had a nice win last week against Iowa State in a spot that I didn't like them. Uh, You know, that was a a bad spot for them coming off of a nice win. And you figure they have a little bit of a letdown, but they didn't. So let's hope they don't have a letdown here. But I'll be on the Jayhawks minus the four. Indiana and Illinois. Another great Big Ten matchup here. Illinois minus 6.5. Total 43.5. Had Indiana last week. They get the outright win against Wisconsin. Um, This one will be a little bit trickier. I think Illinois is playing a tad bit better, but I don't want to lay 6.5. I lean Illinois, but don't love it. Maryland, on the road at Nebraska, Maryland minus two and a half total forty-five. Maryland's lost four in a row, ever since they had that Ohio State debacle where they were winning and they just couldn't capitalize in the red zone. It kept them in the game and they end up uh, beating them late. That again shows me Ohio State. I'm just really not sure they've played anybody good. And I know everybody knows I don't like Ohio State, but I'm trying to be objective here. I, I you know, I thought they were going to be really good last year and they, and they were. So, I mean, I'll, I'll try to be as neutral as I possibly can, but I'm just not certain that they've played anybody good. I don't think Penn State's any good. I don't think Notre Dame's any good. Uh, Maryland just average, But they've lost four in a row, and I think they get back on track here if they haven't completely given up, only laying two and a half on the road in Nebraska. Uh, that seems way too easy. If they show up at all, they'll win this game Nebraska is horrendous. North Carolina State on the road at Wake Forest. NC State, minus 2.5, total 45. I knew Miami would struggle with NC State. It's the kind of game that is not going to work very well for them. Miami kind of lost its luster. I'm hoping that they can find it this week. I think they will. Uh, NC State laying points on the road, not not interested in that. It's either wake or pass. If it got the field goal, I consider Wake Forest. Pac-12 action, 2 o'clock kick. Coach Prime hosting the Arizona Wildcats Colorado catching 10 and a half at home the total 54 Arizona's been the hot team everybody's on them uh, they've been the underdog that everybody's liked in the Pac-12 and they have just getting they're getting better and better and better but I don't like them here I think Colorado covers the 10 and a half uh, it's a tough place to play Boulder I think the place will be rocking and uh, I think the Buffs will cover the game I still think Arizona is good enough to win this game and probably will but Colorado covers I'll take the 10 and a half with the Buffaloes Keeping it in the, oh, no, yeah, no, no, Pac-12, geez. Colorado used to be in the Big 12. Baylor at Kansas State, Kansas State, minus 20.5, total 55.5. More poor Baylor Bears, a loser in a full-season bet that we had on them to go over their win total. It's just been a disaster. Uh, Cousin Jake and the guys lost last week in overtime to Houston, and uh, I don't see it getting any better here. This could be a really ugly situation, Kansas State coming off a, really a game that they had no business even contending in. They came all the way back, had a chance that they should have won the game, and then they just had a disaster. The play calling down inside the goal line, not kicking a field goal in overtime, I don't understand. Uh, Just stupidity all the way around. I think they come out pissed off and uh, could be a hide-the-women-and-children game for the Baylor Bears. I hope not. Uh, 330 kick Miami at Florida State. Florida State minus 14.5. Total 50. This line's way too high. Uh, And again, Full transparency, I am a Miami fan, but I am very honest about Miami. Uh, they're not a very good team. Um, had they held on against Georgia Tech, I think their whole season would be different. But I do think they will come with ultra-focus in this rivalry game against a team that isn't that much better than them. Uh, they've had a better season. No no hiding that. But I'm not certain Florida State's beat anybody good either. I don't really know how good LSU is. they got a great offense, but their defense is terrible. Um I don't know. I think Florida State is good but I don't think they're 14 and a half points better than Miami. If you can get 14 in the hook, I'd take Miami. Miami has a chance to win the game I would say. Uh, if they don't make mistakes that's easier said than done but I think they'll contend in this game and uh, I think Florida State will come crashing back down to earth as uh, they've kind of had a pass uh, into this top four in this playoff ranking which is kind of silly because I don't know who they've beaten. The, the ACC is absolutely a horrible conference but This is their last chance at a game where they possibly could lose. I don't think Florida can beat them, so uh, I'm going to take a shot with my Hurricanes to keep it within 14.5, and and don't be surprised if they don't win this game because they can, and they've beaten them many times at Doak Campbell Stadium, and it's not even a place that Miami's intimidated to go play in because they've had a lot of success over there in that shitty uh, western panhandle of Florida. So let's hope for the best. Oklahoma State on the road at UCF. Cowboys coming off a huge win. Against Oklahoma, they'll be laying two and a half on the road. Total 64. They are Oklahoma State. 5-0 ATS, their last five. Mike Gundy's really gotten this team playing well. Looks too easy here, though. I'd be a little bit worried. I want to lay under the field goal, definitely. But, man, can they keep this rolling? UCF, to me, is on, on the verge of packing it in for the season. So, that for that reason, I like Oak State. But, man, this just looks like a too low of a number, so I may stay away because it looks a little fishy. Minnesota on the road at Purdue. Purdue minus one. Total forty six and a half. This is a pass game for me. Both these teams horrendous. Maybe the under in this game forty six and a half seems a little bit too high. Northwestern at Wisconsin. Wisconsin minus eleven, forty two and a half the total. I just don't understand how Wisconsin continues to lay large amounts of points, touchdown and a halfs every week against these teams. They're not any better than them. So the only thing that would make me concerned about playing Northwestern is Wisconsin was thoroughly embarrassed last week against Indiana. They had no business even participating in the game. They had no chance to win it. They were laying a huge number, and here they come back home laying another huge number. Um, I lean Northwestern if it stays above 10, but I do think Wisconsin will give a little bit better of a focused effort, but I don't know. 42.5, again, too many points. I'm going to be playing that game under, and speaking of Big Ten games with low totals or unders that are in your mind as soon as you read it, Rutgers at Iowa in the lowest total Almost in recorded civilization for modern-day tackle football. The Iowa Hawkeyes laying 1.5 at home. The total, 29. And this thing actually is a a 28.5 in some spots. That is almost unthinkable. But I'll be playing this game under. There's no chance in the world I'm betting it over. And I like Rutgers in the game. I think Rutgers is a little better than Iowa. Rutgers has shown some some fight. They're well-coached. And uh, I think if this game stays low like I think it will, I think Rutgers can win this game like 13-9 to or something like that. I like the Scarlet Knights to win this game outright plus the 105 on the money line. If it got up to a field goal, I'd take them with the points, but I'll be betting them with the money line, and I like the game under. If it, I think it will eventually get up back to 30, but I don't know. if it, Even if it isn't, I don't care. As long as it's four touchdowns with the hook, I'll be playing the game under 100%, and I won't even sweat because I would just – they can't do anything. They get two yards of offense a quarter. Uh, just horrendous. These shouldn't even be allowed to have a football program that's that bad. And they, they ranked them in the playoffs yesterday. I mean, come on. Seriously? Uh, moving out west to Pac-12. Getting no respect again. Utah at Washington. Washington minus nine. Total 54. Washington is getting slighted here badly. They should be in the top four for sure. No doubt about it, the Pac-12 is the best conference in football right now. and And I'm not somebody who's ever been a Pac-12 supporter, but... You just need to watch the games, and you'll see that the Pac-12 is really good. And Washington is really good, and Oregon is really good, and Utah is pretty good. And Washington here laying nine at home. I think they come out on a mission. Pissed off. They're getting disrespected. I think they put it all over Utah. I know Utah is an up-and-down team right now. They, their quarterback quit on them, which really hurt their chances at a good season. They're well-coached, and I think they'll battle here. But Washington, too much firepower. Total fifty four I like over. I think Utah will score some points here. Washington's got an opportunistic defense, but not a very stout one. So uh they, they just but that's all they need to do with an offense like that is to get a couple of stops. So you get you get two stops in the game, really. Two if you get two, two in one half and one in the other, you have a chance to win with the offense like this. So that's all you need to do. So I'll be on Washington and the over in that game. Tennessee at Missouri. Tennessee on the road minus one, fifty eight and a half to total. Missouri battled Georgia very hard. Lean Tennessee slightly here, but Missouri uh, not to be uh, overlooked pit on the road at Syracuse pit minus three that opened to pit Minus one and a half up to three Dino Babers and Syracuse are just a disaster right now. They, they can't do anything right uh, I don't know. Maybe they get it together here. I don't trust Narduzzi on the road So I won't be playing pit total thirty seven and a half. That looks a little bit low um, Syracuse usually at home can put up some points, but they haven't been lately So I may roll the dice with the over in that game, but I'm not certain Washington State on the road at Cal. Cal minus one and a half. Total 59. Washington State's been terrible. Cal's uh, impressed me. They played a lot better than than what you you had thought of them preseason. So I'll be leaning on the Bears here. I think uh, Washington State has completely shut it down for the season. They started out really well, and, uh, boy, they've come back to earth quickly. So I'll be leaning the Bears in that battle. Back to the SEC, Auburn and Arkansas. Arkansas minus three. Total now 49, opened, actually down to 48. Uh, total open to 51, down to 49, down to 48. Home team, 0-4 in the last four ATS. Arkansas, up and down. I just can't get a read on them. Can't get a read on Auburn. Don't like playing them on the road, so I won't be playing anything in this game. Possibly the under is, uh, to me, looks like the best bet. Stanford on the road to Oregon State. Oregon State minus 21. Total 54.5. I like the Beavers here. If I can get under the 21, I really like them. Oregon State just taking care of business right now. They're not, they've not been real flashy or impressive, but I think they get the job done here. Stanford's not going to sneak up on them, and they're really tough to beat up in Corvallis. I think Stanford's going to be in for a long day here, so I'll be taking the Beavers. Hopefully I can get that around 20 instead of 21, but we'll see. Ole Miss on the road at Georgia. People talking about this being a big game. 7 o'clock kick, Georgia minus 11, total 58 and a half. Um, public on Ole Miss, which tells me to play Georgia, the unders in Georgia home games now on a 17 and six run. So that's something to keep in mind fifty eight and a half and a half, maybe a little high watched a lot of the Ole Miss game last week against Texas A&M. Cause I had Ole Miss Ole Miss they're They're undisciplined. They aren't good on defense They're I don't want to say Lane Kiffin's a terrible coach, but he's not a very good game coach he's so worried about offense uh i just think georgia checks all the boxes in this game i just don't think ole miss can beat them i don't think they're disciplined enough to beat them uh now i know they have been able to beat alabama from time to time or you know surprise them here and there ole miss has but i don't know georgia just seems like too too much of a business-like team i don't think they get beat here and i probably lean towards georgia minus the 11 and possibly under in the game um but I can't play Ole Miss, I just I have no faith in them. They pissed around with Texas a and a team that they're far better than last week and let them hang in the game. Didn't cover, depending on what the number was. If you got two and a half, you were good. If you had the f- four that it was originally, you weren't good. So, um, I don't know. Don't trust Ole Miss at all. Um, I'll lean Georgia um, pretty heavily towards Georgia there in that one. West Virginia on the road at Oklahoma. Oklahoma minus 12.5, total 58.5. Oklahoma's lost two in a row. West Virginia was 0-9 against Oklahoma prior to last year's upset victory. Uh, I don't think they're going to get that done again, but Oklahoma's on the verge of maybe shutting it down for the year. 12.5, if it keeps around there, I think Oklahoma is the better team here. So I'd consider playing them, but if it gets up any higher than that, I'll be taking a shot with the Mountaineers or passing on the game. Also in the Big 12, Cincinnati at Houston, two of the newcomers. Houston minus 2.5, total 55.5. I'll tell you this, I'm not a Dana Horvorson fan. People know that. I think he's a clown and not really a very good coach. But he's got this team playing hard, and i I got to give him credit. They won last week in overtime. They battled Texas to the wire. I mean, they've been playing a lot better. They beat the Mountaineers late. Uh, he has his team believing, and and they're uh, you know ready to go to a, a decent bowl game if they keep winning. And uh, I like them a lot here. Cincinnati is really bad, and uh, I think Houston really can name their score. The only thing that would concern me is if they overlook this game which they shouldn't do, but you never know because that's a trademark of a Holgerson team. The teams you're supposed to beat, you don't. So uh, tread lightly, but I am impressed with the way Houston has been playing. Florida at LSU, LSU minus 13.5, total 63.5. LSU should kill Florida here. Uh, they're going to Death Valley. Florida is not very good. LSU off of a, not a very good performance against Alabama, but they'll they'll beat up on these bad teams, especially at home. Brian Kelly will try to score a 1,000 in this game. So I'd lean LSU if we can get less than the two touchdowns. Uh, take a look at the quarterback situation, though. That's important there. Florida, eh, they just don't impress me at all. Probably the over here, too, 63.5. Looks like this will score into the 70s, I would guess. Michigan State on the road at Ohio State. Ohio State minus 31.5, total 47. Ohio State just names a score here. It's not even really a test. It's a matter of how bad they'll win. And, uh, I don't know, I think maybe the under is a good play here because I can see Ohio State winning this game like 41 to nothing, in uh, Michigan State never crossing midfield. So I like under, under the 47. If it goes up any higher, I like it even more. Texas at TCU, Texas minus 10, total 53.5. Texas did not play very well last week. Actually, I take that back. They played very good for a little stretch. Then they completely kind of took their foot off the gas and almost lost, Uh, but they got the job done in the end. Quarterbacks is still a question mark. TCU, eh, iffy. Ten on the road's a lot to lay, so if it's ten and they don't have Ewers, I'll probably pass. But if they do, I like the game to go over the 53-and-a-half. SEC game, Mississippi State at Texas A&M. A&M minus 18 and 18-and-a-half, total 44-and-a-half. m they actually had a chance to beat Ole Miss last week, but uh, screwed up at the most inopportune times and lost the game uh, by two. Uh, I like this game under. Mississippi State's just awful on offense. And, uh a and pretty good defensively, so I think this stays uh, very low scoring. But a and probably wins, but I don't know if they can cover 18.5. Duke versus North Carolina, big ACC showdown. Just two not very good teams here. People try to make them into being good teams, but they're really not. T- Carolina laying 12.5, total 15 and a half. Duke's got injuries. Carolina season's over. Um, don't really have a play here, but I'd lean toward Duke with the points for some pride there. I think they're... Uh, probably a little better coach than North Carolina. UCLA hosting the Arizona State Sun Devils. UCLA minus 17, total 44.5, open 47.5. UCLA's defense very good. I'm taking the Sun Devils here. Uh, UCLA just doesn't impress me at all on offense. And even though I think their defense is very good, I don't think they'll score enough to be able to cover 17. So I'll be taking the Sun Devils on the road to catch. uh, If you're getting over 17 or 17.5, I would definitely lean towards the Sun Devils. Iowa State, on the road at BYU, minus six and a half. That is Iowa State minus six and a half. Total 42 and a half. BYU sucks. Iowa State sucks. Uh, something's got to give here. So I'll probably go towards the over in this game. BYU's offense or defense was terrible last week against the Mountaineers. Iowa State actually seems a little better on offense this year, somehow. Um, so leaning over there, but don't love anything. USC on the road at Oregon. Oregon minus 15. Total 73.5. Oregon on a 10 and 3 ATS run they're really good I'm very impressed with them I think they hammer USC here I think the game probably will go over but USC probably gonna have some guys start sitting out now um, as the season is is about to crash and burn for them already is it's over Caleb Williams is on to the NFL and uh with three losses they're not making any significant bowl game or playoffs so uh, I think USC kind of just goes through the motions, and Oregon will be like wild dogs in this game, and they'll be jumping all over them. They need impressive wins, too. They're getting slighted as well as Washington, and I think they'll try to score as many as they possibly can. Finishing it up with a big clash out in San Jose. Fresno State on the road at San Jose State. Fresno minus one, total 56.5. Um, Fresno State against conference opponents, the Mountain West Conference, are just one and four ATS on the season. Not good enough for me. I think San Jose State, and this might be the biggest game they've had in a long time. I'm going to take a shot with the Spartans at home to cover and probably win the game, I guess. Because if you're only getting one, you're probably going to have to win the game. So, yep, I'll be on San Jose State. Uh, that concludes the college card for this week. Uh, coaches' plays I'll post on social media as well as Instagram once Job gets the graphics done for those and uh, you can check those out at BLS underscore PRP or at the Pine Room Studios on all social media keep keep track of Coach in my plays as well as Chris who will probably submit some plays as well for the weekend Uh, we're going to take a quick break here on Better's Last Stand and we'll be back in segment two to touch on a little hockey, NBA and NFL it's Better's Last Stand from the Pine Room Studios show number 61 we'll be back after this (laughs) Better's Last Stand is for entertainment purposes only, but who better to listen to than the guys here at the Pioneer? For more picks you might have missed, follow Better's Last Stand and all of Matt's picks on X, formerly Twitter, at BLS underscore PRP. Because just like General Custer, we're in Better's Last Stand. All right, welcome back in, Better's Last Stand. Segment number two here Show 61. Uh, be sure and see our friends at IC Cab. They do wonderful work. Uh, I was in a gym a few weeks ago and uh, had to use the IC Cab service in the really early hours of the morning, and uh, they came through for me as expected. Uh, they do a wonderful job servicing the entire area, the entire region, really. So give them a call. And uh, actually, the really easy thing to do is to download their app, which I did, and it's super simple, and you'll get a driver within a couple of minutes, and you'll be well on your way. Book your rides well in advance for your nights out, your, whether you're going to a game, whether you're going to the bar, whatever it is you're doing, see uh, Cab is your is your way to get to where you need to go in a safe and reliable manner and uh, Phil and the, the group there do a wonderful job so be sure and uh, see them they're a proud sponsor of, uh, of our uh, stuff here at the Pine Room Studio so we appreciate them along with all of our other sponsors uh, Duggers, Gumby's, Jill's Lounge uh, all the people at the Watchdog and uh, so on and so forth we also have uh, on our, our Friday shows going forward we're going to have a segment called Nailing It Down which is uh, a focus on the Wheeling Nailers. who are playing great hockey right now. Hockey well underway here a couple weeks into the ECHL season. And Nailers looking really strong right now. Had a couple of nice performances over the weekend against Reading, and they are home for three games this week. So uh, get on out there. Check out the Nailers. Enjoy the uh, ECHL action. I think they're going to have a really good season, assuming they don't get uh, decimated by call-ups at some point. But... Uh, we appreciate everything the Nailers are doing to uh, sponsor with us and partner with us on a lot of stuff. So check out Nailing It Down on our Friday shows on the Watchdog, 12 to 3. It's going to be in the 2 o'clock hour, I believe, is what we're going to try to go with. Uh, obviously, it may change sometimes based on uh, guest availability and so forth, but uh, excited to be partnering with the, uh, the Nailers and uh, some of the other places that we've worked with uh, throughout the year. And uh, we're... Uh, happy to have everybody on board and appreciate all the support so again get with ic cab get yourself set up for the weekend they do a wonderful job and uh you know can't say enough about them they're everywhere all over the city and that's what we need because we had no real cabs here in wheeling for a long time and uh this is this has been just uh, great to see so glad to see they're thriving and uh we're happy to have them on board with us and uh Many thanks to Phil and his group over at ICAB. IC all right, NHL time. Talked about ECHL there briefly. NHLs. Um, we are a few weeks into the season here. You got some teams that are starting to show that you know they're they're contenders. The Penguins have won two in a row, which is I don't really know what if they get excited about that. They're they're going to struggle all season, I think. So I'm not real high on them. Uh, the Metropolitan Division is led by the Rangers, who's, who are pretty good. Devils and Hurricanes are going to be tough as well. Penguins, though, 5-6 and six on the season. It's not good enough. Uh, Bruins, 10-1-1 in the Atlantic. I gave out Toronto at the beginning of the season. I thought they'd be a little better, but they still haven't solved their goaltending problems. They're just not good enough. 6-4-2 and two to start it out. They won't have a prayer. And uh, they're not going to win the Stanley Cup again. And sorry, Canada. The Oilers aren't either. Two eight and one. Everybody wants to say how bad the Sharks are at one ten and one finally getting their first win against the Flyers last night. But the Oilers, one of the top ranked teams at the beginning of the season, power top power rated teams. And they are two eight and one. And it just shows you if you have bad goaltending, you're not gonna win. And I don't care how good Connor McDavid is or any of these people, the Oilers have not made a commitment to try to play two way hockey and they'll never win anything like that. Pretty close to what Toronto's doing. The exact same thing in the Eastern Conference. No goaltending and very little commitment to defense. So until you have that, you're not gonna win. You got teams like Colorado and Dallas who are balanced teams, eight and three, seven and three on the season. You got the Golden Knights, really balanced team, they're eleven and one. You know, you're just not gonna beat these teams like that. So um uh, sorry, Canada. You will not win a Stanley Cup again this year. Uh can write that down right now unless some major stink things happen at the trade deadline. Uh, NHL period data. This stuff is really good. We talk about it on here every week, along with the uh, power play points, which you should be hunting for. Checking out guys, uh, good power play units against bad PK units. Find some guys on the power plays, uh, put those bets in there. They're really good, and they're paying off dividends. You you need one goal, and sometimes you can cash three bets. So, uh, Not many times you can do that in any other sport where you can get uh, two secondary, a primary assist, a secondary assist, and a goal on the power play and cash three bets at one time. So um, look for those numbers. They're out there. And uh, I do not detect that bookmakers are pricing those based on the other team's penalty kills versus power play percentage. It doesn't look like it so far uh, that they're making any adjustments in that. Uh, Obviously football is the focus still. So maybe they'll tighten those up later. And we're going to talk about that as well. uh, After I go through these NHL numbers goal in the first 10 minutes, the Minnesota Wild are 11-1, and, and they had another one the other night. It was like a minute and a half into the game they scored. So 11-1, goal in the first 10 minutes. So this is starting to become something that is a trend worth playing on. You don't want to play against these because they continue to uh, to hit. You're you're 11-1. That's a pretty decent sample size. 12 games in, and you scored a goal in the first 10 minutes 11 times. It's not necessarily that you scored it, but you either give it up or score it yourself. So... Uh, Wild coming out with fast-paced play early, and uh, they've been cashing. He's Edmonton nine and two. A lot of those are against because they're absolutely awful on defense and bad in goal. Ottawa eight and two. Ottawa good team. I like them a lot. Philadelphia ten and three, goal in the first ten minutes. Yes, so you got some mixed things here. You got the Wild pretty solid team. Ottawa very good team. Philadelphia awful. Edmonton awful. So a little bit of a mix. So you can have this goal in the first ten work for you in in both ways you can score the goal or give it up so uh, however these teams are getting it done they're getting it done so those percentages do not lie goal in the first 10 no there's only one team that really has been solid in this area and that's probably they're also pretty solid in first period unders as well and that's boston boston eight and four no goal in the first 10 minutes so bruins continue to be buttoned up at the back solid goaltending good two-way players uh, first period overs and unders. Overs here are over teams. Edmonton nine and two. Ironically, they're nine and two. Goal in the first ten. They're nine and two to the over in the first period. Buffalo and Philadelphia. There's Philadelphia again. Ten and three to the over in the first period. Again, teams that aren't very good on defense. New Jersey and Nashville. Uh, nine and three goal uh, to go over in the first period. Sorry, N- New Jersey and Nashville nine and three to the over in the first period. Uh, Jersey's very good offensively. Nashville's a decent two-way team, uh, but have been performing at a pretty high level so far, scoring goals early and often. Uh, the Unders, the best under team in the first period so far, the Anaheim Ducks, and uh, they were under again last night against the Penguins. They're 8-4 in the season to the under. So, uh, over is a little bit more value on those, and there are the Unders. The Unders are a little bit tricky because, you know, you get a turnover or something crazy happen, you can uh, can burn up a goal really fast, so you got to watch that. Um, But going back to value here, as college basketball we talked about in the first segment, you're getting very soft lines here. You watch these numbers move. You're seeing lines moving five, six, seven, eight points a day. So when you get up in the morning and you're into this, check those numbers and then check them again at lunchtime and you'll start seeing these lines starting to move. And as soon as you start to see a point move on these, you want to try to jump on them because there's guys out there who only do college basketball. They've been power rating these teams all winter and summer and uh, since last year almost So they're ready to go, and the bookmakers, we're not focused on this. Football is still the number one draw right now. Basketball is a secondary thing. So we're not paying nearly the attention that you're going to get paid to basketball here in a few months or weeks, really. But you got to take advantage of this while you can. The most lucrative time to bet college basketball is in the first month of the season, especially the first two or three weeks. You're getting some lines that are just crazy moves, and you're getting some incredible value. So watch those lines. If a line opens at 2 and goes to 7, uh, play the team laying the seven you want to try to get it before it gets there but you see what i mean and then same with the totals you're getting four five six point moves on these totals check those out they're they're all, all the moves will get there but a lot of times you're going to see sharp respected money moving these things quickly so if you can jump on them and have one of those odd services up uh wager talks got a really good one. you can see like 10 different books at once and you can see them in real time when they move so Take a peek at those. It's really worth looking at. Um, you're going to want to try to capitalize on college basketball early in the season before it starts to get tightened up and you get into conference play and it gets a little bit more difficult. But the value's out there. Hockey, first periods, and college basketball should be where you're focusing. NBA, not going to talk about it a whole lot. It's just a horrible product. But these are the teams that are bad against the spread so far this season. The Heat are 1-6 ATS. The Bucks are 1-4-1 and one ATS. The Bulls, 2-6 and six ATS. The Grizzlies, 2-5 and five ATS. LeBron, The wonderful LeBron and the Lakers, 2-5 ATS. The Cavs, 2-5 ATS. Best ATS team, 76ers, 6-0. That might end tonight. They play the Celtics. Nets, 6-0-1 against the spread so far. And Orlando and OKC. Two teams that are good young teams that I like. Orlando and OKC, both 5-2 ATS so far. So those you want to keep an eye on, definitely. Uh, A couple of bad beats. From the uh, weekend, if you had the Falcons, how about that? Three and a half, they're laying. uh, No quarterback, really, for the Vikings. The guy they have, the rookie, gets hurt. Dobbs, who's been on the team for like a half an hour, comes in, doesn't know any plays, doesn't know any cadence, doesn't know any of his his teammates. Somehow gets the job done. They win the game 31-28. So kind of a bad beat if you had Atlanta right there. You thought you were in pretty good shape. But Atlanta is just a disaster, which I pretty much said that from the beginning of the season i don't like the coach i don't like the team and they got quarterback problems so uh, another one cowboys geez you had multiple chances to cover against the eagles really 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 bad um geez big mike as usual just just when you think the cowboys look okay Big Mike uh, does what he does, uh, although it's not really his fault. They get stopped on, like, the inch line, and uh, which was the right call, and then Dak steps out of bounds on a two-point try, which would have covered it, and then CeeDee Lamb gets tackled well short of a touchdown late, and, yeah, just everything can go wrong for Dallas usually does, so uh, no faith in them. They have 0% chance to win the Super Bowl. Um, so I'm sorry that's just the way you see it if you watch these games you know it you can just see it they'll, they'll fold they'll be good at home though they'll win games at home if they were somehow able to, to be able to get the one seed then maybe they can make it but they're not going to be they'll never beat Philadelphia and they'll never beat San Francisco sadly uh, hard rock the hard rock sportsbook app uh, launched in Florida this past week uh, actually Tuesday and uh, they, they pre-registered for accounts so you can't wager on it yet but they opened it up to let people start to register. Not sure when that's going to go live, but the retail books are going to go live in December. So around the Christmas season, bowl season, uh, they'll be live in Florida at the, all the Hard Rock properties. So pretty exciting stuff. I know those people have been waiting for a long time. Talked about this earlier. Iowa Rutgers line opening at 29, now 28.5. Iowa again last week, 29.5. It was a 10-7 game. The other game we talked about last week, Army Air Force was open 32, finished 23-3. So, these, these games, I mean, when they're low like this, they're low for a reason. They just usually stay under. So, keep an eye on that. Top four public sides were 0-4 in college football last week. Notre Dame, Michigan, Texas, and LSU. None of those teams cover. Texas and Michigan both won but did not cover. LSU and Notre Dame both lost and did not cover. Public's on Ole Miss. Uh, Sharps on Penn State, as I mentioned earlier. The public teams so far in the NFL... Uh, Oh, I, I misread my notes here, sorry. Uh, the public actually won in the NFL this, this week, which is something, yeah, you're right. I have to read that twice. The <laughs> public actually won in the NFL for the first time all season. Sportsbook reported uh, an overall loss in week number nine um, as some of the uh, public teams uh, finally got there. Uh, so, good week for the public. I'm sure they'll give it all back. Here this week, um, most bet teams of the season in the NFL this year now improved to three and six on the year. NFL unders. If you're bet- betting these blindly, you're over sixty percent, eighty-three, fifty-two, to the under sixty-one percent. And the New England Patriots 3 in thirteen ATS in their last sixteen games. That's just not getting it done. Uh, poor Belichick, as he continues to uh, struggle. There'll be in Germany this week. We'll see. What they got in store for the Colts. And we're going to start it off right there with that game on NFL Network at 9.30 on Sunday morning. It'll be New England and Indianapolis. Indianapolis minus one and a half, if you can believe it. Total 43 and a half. I like this game under a lot. I just don't see any points coming here. I've liked all the games overseas under. And they've, I believe, every one of them stayed under. Buffalo, last week's did. Buffalo Jacksonville did. Now I'm drawing a blank on who the other Game ones over there, but I think they're three and zero to the under, so check that. But I uh, like this under a lot. Belichick will have something ready for Garner Minshew or whoever quarterbacks for Colts. I guess it'll be him and uh, And then New England just can't move the ball at all. So under, under, under in that game, forty three and a half. Cleveland at Baltimore, Baltimore 6 minus six, thirty seven and a half the total. Too many points to be given. Cleveland. Cleveland's really good. Deshaun Watson plays in this game. Six is outrageous. I know the Ravens probably should be undefeated and they're playing really good right now, but they're due to have a backslide. They just never seem to be consistent with Lamar Jackson. Uh, I like under in this game too. I think 37 and a half is a little too high. I think this will be a good defensive battle. Both defenses are very good, um, and the quarterback play will be the question, which quarterback can make more plays, but 37 and a half, too high for me in that ballgame. So we're going under Houston and Cincinnati. Cincinnati playing well, but again, if you go back and watch these games, um, Cincinnati laying seven here, total 48. Cincinnati's got really Fortunate breaks here. The schedule that they played, my God. They've, they've had, I mean, Seattle should have beat them. The Rams should have beat them. I mean, teams are leaving opportunities out there and the Bengals are lucking out. And yeah, they beat the Bills who are struggling right now. I just don't think the Cincinnati team's any good at all. Uh, Land sevens, too many, but Houston worries me off of a big win last week. I think they'll take a little bit of a backslide. Um, if I can get seven in the hook, I'll probably take Houston, but. Um, Cincinnati probably wins this game by a field goal, so everybody can say how great they are. But they're not very good at all, and I still think they'll be last in the AFC North. And they probably, if they even made the playoffs, they would be out very quickly. I just don't buy into that team whatsoever and never will. They've done nothing to show me any different than the past couple of years. They've been totally lucky, and their luck will run out at some point. San Francisco on the road to Jacksonville off the bye. Both these teams are off by bye. San Francisco minus three, total 46. and off the bye, San Francisco is their last 11. Uh, A lot of that's Shanahan, so uh, I don't like that number at all. They're in desperate need of a win. They've lost three in a row. Jacksonville was playing very well going into the bye. They're 5-1 and as a home dog um, in their last six. So I'd lean Jacksonville. I'd get the field goal or three and a half eventually uh, if it gets that high. Uh, I'll lean Jacksonville here. Don't love either play, uh, maybe under in the game. Both teams pretty good, both teams playoff teams. New Orleans at Minnesota. New Orleans minus two and a half. On a road at Minnesota, I just don't understand how they can be laying points against anybody. The New Orleans Saints are absolutely horrible. And, uh, yeah, they won last week. But that you got to look at some of these teams that they're playing against. Uh, Minnesota, they found something last week. Dobbs has had a week of practice now. And I'm not saying I like this spot for them because they're off an emotional win last week when it looked like they were completely done. So I don't love that part but I believe a little bit more in Minnesota's defense. Uh, I just don't like New Orleans at all. Um, I'll lean Minnesota. If I can get a field goal at home with Minnesota, I just feel like that's way off. Um, I like the Vikings to win this game. Uh, Obviously don't love them, but I like them. Steelers minus three at home. Total 39 against the Packers. The Packers are 13-5 ATS as an away dog, but a lot of that was Aaron Rodgers, so you got to throw that out. Packers very fortunate to win last week. They played... You know, a handicapped team, more or less. Uh, Steelers, same situation. Just teams just continue to let the Steelers off the hook time after time after time after time. Uh, Man, something about this says to me that Green Bay can win this game because it's just one of those games the Steelers blow. But I'll be taking a safe play here. Steelers are probably a little better, and Jordan Love cannot play. He's absolutely awful. He should not be a starting quarterback. I like the under in this game. Total 39. I think that's going to be. Really tough to get over 39 with these two teams. Green Bay and Pittsburgh. Maybe the two worst first quarter offenses in the history of the NFL. I would say that you may want to take a look at the first half under two. So um, there's a lot lot to be said here for this game. 39, just way too high. Tennessee at Tampa. Tampa minus one. Total 38. Tampa battled last week. Baker Mayfield thought he had the win, but he didn't. Tennessee... Will Levis played all right, but they just can't make the plays when they need to. But Tennessee's a team that doesn't stay down for long, so uh, I'll take the Titans plus any points they can get here. Vrabel, I think, will have them focused. They got a little bit more of a, of a of a bounce in their step now that they have a better quarterback, so I think that helps. Atlanta and Arizona, just an awful game. Atlanta minus one on the road, 42.5. How Atlanta can be land points to anybody. Kyler Murray looks like he'll play here. Uh, Arizona plays hard. Atlanta is on the verge of a complete meltdown. They, they they had their way in this really bad division, and they still can't get any any breathing room. I, I don't like this Falcons team. I think Arthur Smith's about to get canned here real soon. So I'll take a shot with Arizona at home if I can get them. Uh, I think they, they keep the game close. Maybe under in this game, too. 42.5 seems a little high. The Lions on the road at the Chargers. Lions minus minus two and a half, forty eight and a half 48.5 the total. Lions on a 15-3 ATS run. When do you see the Lions laying points? on the road, not very often, but I like the Lions a lot here, they're the better team Chargers just don't impress me, they did nothing on Monday Night Football, won the game easily against the, just the lowly Jets uh, Chargers never really played well back-to-back games, they, actually they didn't play well last week, but they won, so uh, I look for them to have a backslide here there'll be a lot of Lion fans out there in Los Angeles I think, and uh, I like the Lions, if you can get less than a field goal, take the Lions Giants at Cowboys, this game Cowboys 10 and one ATS off of a loss in their last eleven. I mean Dallas is laying sixteen here, a <laughs> thirty eight and a half. I like the Cowboys a lot here, almost to the point where I want it to be my best bet. But I'm probably going to pass on that. Um, and sixteen is just so many to lay in an NFL game. But man, if you can get less than seventeen, I think it's really, really enticing. I, I do like this game over too. I think Dallas might score forty five himself um uh, themselves it sound right Themself. themselves themselves uh, probably 40 or more Dallas minus 16 30 and a half I like Dallas and I like over 10 man I want to I want to give that as my best bet in the NFL but I just don't know if I can lay 16 but man if I was ever going to lay 16 this is where I wanted it to be uh this is another game I have a pretty strong opinion in although I'm a little worried about the Seahawks they're 4-1 ATS as a home favorite In their last 13, they're coming off of a terrible performance against the Ravens. I think they'll bounce back as they host the Commanders. They're laying six, the total 45-and-a-half. I really like this game over 45-and-a-half. I think that's a really, really strong play. I think Seattle will bounce back and score a lot in this game. And I think Washington has a horrible secondary, which will be good for the Seahawks. And I think Washington will be scrappy enough to score 20 themselves. So I look for this game to be something like 38 to 21 or something along those lines and a lot of points in this game so that one uh is going to be my nfl best bet of the week it'll be the seahawks and the commanders over 45 and a half sunday night game jets at raiders jets minus one and a half total 36 god the jets are bad the raiders played good last week but will they have a backslide antonio pierce coaching the team can they get up for the game again If they can, they'll kill the Jets. If they can't, then the Jets will hang in this game. I think under might be the play here, 36. Raiders made more of a commitment to running the ball last week, which was good. Um, And I think with the quarterback upgrade they have, I think they'll be a little safer with the ball. The Jets can't score at all. And people keep telling me they got a good defense. I'm just not really sure about that. But uh, under the play for me there, Monday Night Football, Denver at Buffalo, Buffalo minus 7.5, total 47. Bills are just there. This is it for them. I don't know what's wrong with this team. We said it earlier in the season. Then we thought maybe they had gotten past it and they were back to where they were a couple years ago, but they're not. This team losing Matt Milano is too much for them to overcome. Um, They lost their top corner and their top defensive lineman too. So I don't know. Seven and a half is a lot to lay, but Denver, we obviously have no faith in them. Uh, Maybe under in this game, but then again, I don't know. Denver's... uh, Hasn't been able to stop many teams, although they did limit the Chiefs, weirdly enough. So, I don't know. Don't have a strong play on that one. So, probably a pass and kind of a wait-and-see approach there. Um, But that concludes our NFL Plays of the Week. You know, just going back, Seattle-Washington over is my best bet. And uh, let me go back to the college and give you my best bet there in college. I know we'll have these up on social media, but I just want to be sure that people are aware of it on the show as well. My best bet of the week is going to be the Houston Cougars minus two and a half. I'm trusting Dana Holgerson here, which is a little bit of a concern, um, but we'll be going with them. was leaning towards Rutgers, had Alabama in the mix, Kansas, Mar- or yeah, Maryland, but uh, and, and in the end I settled on Houston, also like Miami as well. so. Anyway, that'll do it for the football part of the program. We're gonna come back and Sammy P will be joining us to talk a little bit of racing, put a bow on the NASCAR season, talk a little F one, and then get his thoughts on all the ongoings across the sporting world. It's man, that was <laughs> I always said the, the pine room on the watchdog. Uh it is Better's Last Stand from the Pine Room Studios in the Watchdog Building. We're going to take a quick break and be back with Sam after this. All right, welcome back in Better's Last Stand. Before we get to Sam real quick, i went into to at least uh, put coaches' plays in the show instead of just putting them on social media. Um, all right, college football, going through these really quick. He is on Penn State plus 4.5, Arizona minus 10.5. Oklahoma minus 12 and a half James Madison minus 24 and a half. His top plays. Alabama minus 10 and a half Kansas minus three and a half. Miami plus the points. He has nine and a half but that's like 14 and a half I think. Uh, Tennessee, Missouri over 58 and a half and UCF plus two and a half in his top play and I like this one as well. Ohio State, Michigan State under 47 and a half in pro football. His leans are Cleveland plus six, which I like. Houston plus six and a half, which I like. His strong plays, Steelers minus three and a half. Lions minus two and a half, which I like. Giants, Cowboys under 38 and a half. I like that one over just because I think Dallas will score 40. And then his best bet in the NFL is Jacksonville plus the three. And I like that one as well against the 49ers. So those are coaches' plays. We'll be right back with Sam to talk racing on Better's Last Stand. This show is for informational and entertainment purposes only. All wagering activities should only be conducted by those 21 years of age or older and within the confines of federal, state, and local law. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, contact 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-426-2537. All right, men, load the cannons and hold the line. You're listening to Better's Last Stand. All right, welcome back in. Better's Last Stand, show number 61. Sam joins me now as I got Watchdog here by my side as Chris and Coach enjoying the last few days of the nice weather, I guess. Uh, Chris had a trade show coach up on a ladder somewhere although the darkness probably uh, has that he's probably cleaning up right now in the dark is Sam welcome back to the show buddy clocks are turned back now uh, as you mentioned uh, before we started you go to work it's dark you come home it's dark uh, yeah. I can kind of relate to that and uh, yeah so how's everything uh, in upper st Clair these days
1: yeah things are good you know if that's that's the biggest issue in my life. I have a great life, but I, you know, I don't want right. something to complain about. I'm going to bitch about it.
0: Right. So, exactly. You know. uh, one thing you can bitch about, too, which I love the toboggan there, the Baylor Bears. But oh, man, man we're, we're a mess struggling. right now. Gosh. Struggling, yeah.
1: Man. I wore it just out of good faith,
0: you know? Yeah. No, we got to keep the love going. Uh, I talked about them earlier in the show. And just, um, yeah, it is. Man, last week, OT, I thought they had it. And uh, Dana Hogerson playing spoiler again. He's got his team playing pretty good somehow. I don't know he how He saved his job when yes. he beat West Virginia. Yep, and then he, he played Texas tough, and then he gets a win there. So, yeah, they're playing pretty good football right now. Um, Sad day is upon us as NASCAR is in the books. Uh, it was really happy ending, though, for me. I had yeah. the Blaney ticket cash. We talked about it a few weeks ago about – we both thought he had a legitimate chance at 12 to 1. We thought that was a little bit high, and, uh, yeah, he got the job done. Uh, was really happy for him and a uh, pretty good race. And, uh, yeah, we came out on the good side of things for a change. Yeah,
1: it was awesome. I mean, honestly, like I texted you, the season could not have ended better with the four that they had to, right. to pick from because the other three are kind of like dud personalities. Right. To be honest, and it's right. like the only one that's gonna make NASCAR look cool. This look cool to me was Ryan Blaney. Yes. And I don't know if somebody got under his skin or he just had something on his shoulder, but these last probably four races, there was something about Ryan Blaney and the yep. way he was driving that car. I, I can't wait for next year to be honest.
0: Yeah. No. And it shows how good of a driver he is when he is really, in, you know, invested. And not to say that he ever didn't take it serious, but. He seems like a really likable dude and just across the board, just a really nice guy. But as you said, the other guys, yeah, a little odd personalities. Whereas Blaney seems like the kind of guy that you could sit and bullshit and drink with and just have a good time with, uh, and which it came, you know, it showed on some of his stops as he went that he was hanging out at the barstool people and, you know, so on and so forth. But it was really nice to see that. And it shows. This guy always had the talent and and once he like you said, maybe maybe something happened we don't know about that motivated him, uh, gave him extra motivation, but he was on a mission and he was dialed in and, and hats off to him and his team for the last four races just being being the very best.
1: And I look here at the team Penske itself and you see Blaney, Cindric, Logano. You know, they've backed Logano. Right. Cindric, you know, his like yeah, we've talked about right. week after week, his dad, his last name, but it's like Blaney. He's got his father's legacy. You know, he has him. And I think it was just fine. Like, all right, here you go. We're going to give you the push. Yeah. And he, and he, and he did it.
0: Yeah. And it, and it's good to see because, you know, Penske, obviously, really good team across all their, their racing teams. Uh, Logano, he had a, a weird season, but arguably, you know, still one of the best drivers. So I expect for him to come back strong next year. And, yeah, we'll see what see what Blaney can do, see if he can turn this into uh a little rivalry because you know Chase Elliott's going to be coming uh, back with a vengeance this year. And then he's got to deal with his own teammates who all probably feel like they were – you know, William Byron arguably had the best season of any racer uh, from top, you know, start to finish. And, you know, just wasn't quite good enough in the four races that he need to be. And, you know, Larson's really talented. And Chris Bell, if he could get more consistent, we talked about him. His problem was when he has a bad week, it was a really bad week. And that kind of happened again this week for him.
1: Yeah, I mean – a brake rotor, you you can't yeah. have that. Nah. I mean, you no, know? right,
0: right. Yeah, I mean <laughs> that's, that's just... hardly his fault, but yeah, the team. Right. When you say the inconsistencies, it it basically the whole team is 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 a fault for that or responsible for that because you know Martin Truex. We talked about his woes, his pit road issues, his speeding penalties, loose tires, all kind of weird shit that's happened to him. Uh, And you know he he maybe maybe was going to be in that Final Four if he didn't have those kinds of things happen. But uh, yeah, good season was. uh, It's sad to see it end, but uh, it'll be Daytona before too long. Hopefully, I know, I know.
1: Hopefully, man. Hopefully it goes fast.
0: Yeah, we can. uh, We'll have to have uh, some of this other stuff tied us over until then. Uh, World Series in the books as well. Uh, You know, tip your cap to the Rangers. (laughs) They don't lose on the road in the playoffs. It's just amazing. Uh, but, yeah, it's good to see them. I, I had no issue with either team in the World Series, so I was going to be fine with it either way. Uh, you know, good season for the Diamondbacks, but, uh, yeah, the Rangers are uh, probably going to be um, kind of right there with the Astros as maybe like the new, like they're kind of taking over. They're, they're, this might be their little run here for five or six years to be in contention every year, wouldn't you say?
1: Yeah, it seems like it. They have pitching locked up. They have some players locked up. They yeah, have good, money young to spend guys, apparently. Yeah. So. Right. I mean, I I can't see them not being being back. Yeah, yeah. And they didn't even have Degrom.
0: Right, right. And then and Scherzer was just you know partial. I mean, I don't even know if he has got anything left anyway. But yeah, they got some good young players. That they add a few pieces. uh, They're uh, they're going to be well on their way to being in the mix. uh, You know, in the probably in the league championship series or close to it uh, every year for the next uh, half a decade or so. So. Uh, Diamondbacks, you know, they nothing to nothing to be upset about with them. Uh, good season if they can add some stuff, um, then they, they may be uh, you know a, a contender in the National League. And uh, you know, they, at least it was nice to see them be able to showcase some of their good young players as well on the on a big stage.
1: Yeah, I agree. But, well, I have one gripe with baseball, and they always do this. It's the manager carousel.
0: No, I know. Melvin gets fired from San Diego. Why? And now he's just going to go to San Francisco. Why would they want him? Why? That's what I mean. It's
1: the same thing. They can spend the same amount of money. It's a him issue. It's not a...
0: And Bob Melvin's days have passed him by. He's not... That's a bad decision. And then, what are the Cubs doing? What the hell are they doing? Craig Council... Has been just like a flatline manager for like the last five years. They've had teams that have underperformed. What are the Cubs thinking? I, I don't. I think Milwaukee is actually the team that benefited the most from this him leaving. Yeah, I, I, they were they needed a change. They just were stagnant.
1: Yeah, I just find it shocking. It's it's honestly it's it's so similar to college football and I right. guess all coaching really. It's just yeah. they get in this. Like the coaching portal, and yes. it's like, oh, he's he's a he's got fired. I'll take him.
0: I just can't believe the Giants would take a guy out of their own division, and then the Cubs do the same thing. I, I just, know. I, it's, I, it's so odd, bizarre. Like the
1: division trade the Pirates made made me feel weird, but now this is weird. It's like it doesn't matter.
0: No, and then you got to think like I'm sure like the Dodgers are probably like. <laughs> Oh, good. He stayed with the Giants. Our our rivals. Like, yeah. But (laughs) I mean, this works out well for us. And like I say, I think the Brewers benefited the most. And I don't think Council was a terrible manager. I just think his shelf life ran out. And I just, I don't know. For whatever reason, he seems like the kind of manager to me. He doesn't have... I don't know what it is. He can't seem to bring his his teams to be able to rise to the occasion. I, he's a good regular season manager, I guess I should say, and he just doesn't do anything for me in the playoffs. I, I feel like the Cubs will be taking a step backwards, but I don't know. I hope I, I, I guess hope so. <laughs> Right. <laughs> right. We can only hope because, you know, the Cardinals aren't going to be down and then their damn no. Reds are going to be a thorn in our side for a while no. now. Uh, now it depends on, uh, you know, Milwaukee, how they turn out with somebody new. So. We shall see, Buckos. There's still some hope. We'll start talking about that in the dead of Uh, winter. I could, I could talk about it right now. I got so many. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure you and Jarrett. God, Uh, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll spare the listeners for a few weeks. Bloody years. Yeah, no. I was hoping that Sheltie had moved on, but no. I guess we're going to be He's stuck here. with him. So we can't get rid of him. No, we're stuck with Sheltie at least until uh, you know they have to fire somebody next year when things aren't going well. <laughs> but he'll be the scapegoat. That's probably why they're keeping him around. So that's fine. That's uh, yeah. Oh well. All right. So uh, baseball in the books. NASCAR in the books. Uh, Formula One. We got two races left. Max wins again in Brazil. Uh, next up, we got. Vegas, here we go. The long-awaited street race in two weeks. Uh, people of Las Vegas have been miserable for the last several months as they got ready for this thing. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to expect. We talked about it last week. I'm excited about seeing what it's going to be like, but it could be very chaotic. Um, thoughts on, on that on the Grand Prix in uh, in Las Vegas here in a couple weeks?
1: I hope it's all right. Like I just feel like it's going to be a bunch of like flashing lights and
0: Fireworks. Yeah, ten, is that this. is am I right at 10 p.m. Eastern Time? Green flag. Is that? I
1: thought I, I I'm on Saturday sure, night. I, I thought I, I read that. As yeah, well.
0: I think and it. I think that's what it is. I, it's just it's stunning it, to me.
1: It's it is. It's stunning. That's a great word. It, it's it's that stunning. All these articles of like these barriers so you can't see, and now all these people in this union are gonna like walk out. Oh, yeah, because they yeah. want this huge wage increase.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a mess. It, it, Disaster. It's, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. Formula One just seems to—it's weird. Step on its own toe a lot. Like, I mean, I get. I, I like what they're trying to do. Some of the stuff. I'm I'm really I really am happy that it's coming to the United States more. But they they really they're they got to be careful. They're going to end up pissing people off. They're never going to want to want them back. I mean, the <laughs> Vegas people can't. The locals hate it. Like they're like, this is it. We're not ever having them back. I mean, that's a shame. It, the race could be the best race ever. It won't matter.
1: It, it is. It's a shame. You can't shut the strip down for a, two months you know, yeah, prior to the right. race, and then for one day, it's a race.
0: Yeah. It's crazy. I, I don't know. I, I thought it was interesting. Yeah, yeah so we're going to get a uh, 10 p.m. Eastern time green flag is what it looks like, so... Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be a spectacle, I'll say that. It'll, it'll be something to see. I'm, I'm sure on TV it's going to look really cool. Um, now I just hope that the racing's decent, uh, as Verstappen leads 68 of 71 laps again this past week. Uh, Lando led three. Uh, he finished second. Fernando Alonso bounced back a little bit. The Aston Martins ran well. Lance Stroll, how about him? What the hell's up with that?
1: Unreal. Honestly, it put a smile on my face. <laughs> It made me eat my words.
0: Yeah. It really did. Who was yeah. like RFK doing well. Right, I just right. I had to eat it. Well, you won't to. have to worry about Lance Stroll for more than two more races. So that's no. all.
1: <laughs> no, he's not a threat. But you know what? Sometimes you got to get humbled, Matt, you know?
0: Yeah, no, you're exactly right. And uh, what was humbling to me is uh, I thought the Mercedes guys would run a little bit better. They were horrendous.
1: Terrible. I mean, <laughs> they took a huge step backwards.
0: Yeah, uh well uh, uh george russell blew an engine i believe and then uh, yep. just uh lewis just I man i thought i was expecting big things out of him and man I was oof. too i
1: was too the whole race was weird five dnfs and one did not start yeah. No, that's
0: Yeah, I mean, you gotta love that. Uh, that's
1: tough on a nineteen car field, Yeah, our boy
0: uh is. Ferrari, old Charles. He he's you know, up to his usual tactics. Uh, <laughs> on the
1: formation lap, Matt. <laughs> that's amazing. On the formation lap Starting
0: second can't even start. Yeah, jeez. Yeah. I, I mean like me and you, I'd do that. Yeah, it just misses shift as you're getting ready to stay. Now, yeah. Ferrari seems like the team that always has that stuff happen. It's pretty good stuff, and then they, they just have debacles like that. And then Carlos Sainz finished six. I mean, disappointment. Ferrari just needs a whole overhaul, if you ask me. I, I, Sergio Perez, we finally, there's a Sergio Perez sighting. He finally ran okay.
1: Dude, they hate that guy.
0: They, they hate do. that guy. They do. The people have had enough of him. Yeah. Well, sadly, so. I feel bad for him. Yeah, and then your boy Valteri, uh, hydraulic Jeez, issues. Matt. Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's like they have 95 mechanics for these fucking cars, and and they still have issues like that. It's bizarre. Yeah. I don't it know. is bizarre.
1: He's or, struggling, like we've been saying. He's got to get out of
0: there. He has to. Some I don't know why someone doesn't take a shot of the better team because I'd love to see him in one of them Ferrari seats or the or the other Red Bull seat. Even like I, I think the guy's still got it, but. We'll see. I don't know. Um, any other thoughts as we uh, wrap up Brazil, and we got a week off this week, and then then on to Vegas. We'll see what happens. I hope it's exciting. I don't know how
1: it's gonna be exciting though, because no one's ever raced this. You know this track. Right. Max is probably gonna get the lead, and it's just you know it could be <laughs> I could be totally wrong. I hope I am, but I yeah. just don't see it going any other way.
0: The only advantage that the other racers have is that. Red Bull hasn't seen the track before, so maybe it makes it a little more even but I don't know, and probably you're probably right he'll 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 figure out a way to save some speed in the you know in practice and um in the qualifying and 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 they'll have something set up and once he gets to the lead, then they won't be able to overtake him unless there's some kind of issue like there was in the NASCAR uh, course in chicago where where yeah. you had you know people running into barriers and shit and playing tricks on them but never don't know Would I you, guess.
1: Could you imagine what would happen in F1 if, like, somebody came from another racing, you know, circuit and won? Oof. It would be.
0: Oh, oh God. be disastrous. Yeah. yeah, it would be. It would be. They they they, they struggle to send out their, their guys of the other racing circuits and win ever, so I don't know. Eh. We'll see. Two more races left. We got Abu Dhabi after that, and uh, then we'll put a bow on that one, and. Keep it quiet on the racing front until spring, until we start to see some of these other uh, who goes in these cockpits next year, which is pretty interesting stuff, I guess. Um, uh, real quick, back to NASCAR. Uh, Ross Chastain finishes off the season. We didn't talk; we just talked about the championship aspect, but he—that's uh, probably a, a big win for him, with a little giving him a little bit of momentum uh, going into the off season. Wouldn't you say?
1: Yeah, and I think Suarez finished. I want to say eleventh. So that's the- yeah highest up i've seen his name in quite some time so i mean track house you know they had a good start to the season definitely tapered off in the middle but if you're gonna end strong end strong and they did so yeah they got a lot of momentum going into next year with new drivers and ben gisbergen and all kind of stuff going on with them
0: yeah so i mean you got you got like we said before track house the rfk both of those teams have made incredible dramatic improvements over the last two years and then uh, you have your your big boys still there and and still anxious to see about how some of these other teams start to come uh, you know up through the ranks. But yeah, it should be another really strong season for for NASCAR. It's uh, sad to see Kevin Harvick go, but yeah. you know I thought he had it
1: for a little. Yeah, no,
0: I no, I know. I was thinking, man, this this might be fate. He might get the job done. But uh, anyway, uh, we'll look forward to. Uh, getting back at daytona will be it'll be speed week before we know it can't wait for that uh all right sam let's shift over to hockey here briefly now uh penguins won two in a row but i don't like what i'm seeing at this team i just don't see how they're going to be a contender they just look like they have too many deficiencies in the power plays number one
1: yeah it's it's tough our, we are right where we have always been our goalie is hurt we're yeah. scrambling to figure out what to do. Yeah. It, it's unbelievable, man.
0: It, it is. An unbelievable thing. I knew he was going to get hurt. He's always been always. hurt every year he's
1: played. So this yep. is just this fits right into with everything
0: that he's been doing. He's consistent in this. You're morning. right about that. He's consistently inconsistent, and he's not always available. And I heard uh I found it interesting. Last week um I was listening to Mark Madden, and he said that he had heard from somebody kind of in the know that. In the offseason, I guess Dubas, Sullivan, and a couple of other guys in the in the front office, probably Spets and some other people, basically came to terms that, do we want to keep Jari or not? And they they came to the conclusion that they couldn't find anybody that was better than him out on the market, so they decided to keep him. I think that's a terrible decision. I would have rather them just suck this year and then have, get a plan for the future. Figure, don't just sign a guy because there's nobody better. That's not the solution. Yeah, I mean, that's like
1: a, like a fourth-grader's way of figuring <laughs> out who to Correct. be a goalie. Like, you know what? Well, let's just sign him because, dude, you know what you could do with that money? Right. Like, to give it to players that we right. need to, like, facilitate the core three?
0: Right, and you can, I mean, why do I take a chance on a lesser-known guy? I mean, you can't tell me if they had a two-goalie two, two goalie rotation that it would be any worse than what we got right now. Like, I, and you're saving so much money. I just don't see any clear difference with having Jari versus not having him.
1: I would take a two goalie rotation over Jerry yeah. any day. It works. It's healthy. Keep people fresh.
0: Right. Yeah. I I don't know why. I feel like those guys really made a mistake with that. I I give them credit for some of the stuff they try to do. Rebuild the bottom six and and you get Carlson. But they, this this I don't know. Some some this doesn't look right with them. I know they they won yesterday against Anaheim and uh, they <laughs> they beat the Sharks at least. Thank God. The Flyers couldn't do it, but at least we got them. And uh, you know they they got they're going to have to they're going to have to put it together here cuz I, I i just don't see it i don't i don't see them being any more than a team that can make the playoffs and maybe win one round and that's that's a stretch to me
1: yeah and one thing that's so odd cuz i i like looking at the numbers and seeing like really what's going on with the team and in right. all of the penguins losses they get so many shots blocked right so for example versus Dallas they lost 4-1 19 of their shots were blocked and then they went they beat Colorado, and then they played the Senators. And the Senators blocked 22 of their shots. And in the following game, they had 27 of their shots blocked. <laughs> so, like, this weird thing of, like, we don't – we shoot the puck, but it never gets to the goalie.
0: Yeah. It,
1: it's just odd. Those are these weird little themes yeah. I've noticed in all these losses. We just do not get shots to the net. That game.
0: is an interesting theme because, you know, you can bet on that kind of stuff, shots on goal and things like that, and, and that, that makes a big difference. If you're getting all, a lot of your shots blocked, that really – that's going to affect the total. And it's weird because the Penguins are a team that you can be critical of. They overpass. And when they do shoot, they're getting them blocked. So yeah. it's not a good recipe for success. Uh, I hope that I'm wrong. But, man, I just feel like at some point they're going to have to say, you know, we got to get Sully out of here and mix switch this up. I, I don't know. I don't know what the solution is. I You have guys stuck in their ways, though the veteran guys. And I don't really think... I don't think Letang's been actually that bad. But uh, just, I don't know. Just something's just off with the team. I mean, they scratched Jeff Carter the other night. I guess that's yeah, we'll a positive. That.
1: But yeah, I <laughs> saw that. That is positive. That's two years too late. But <laughs> right. you know, it took took a while yeah. to throw some balls.
0: Hextall's boy. Fuck. These we're still paying for that mess. Uh, all right, let's switch over to uh, NBA. Any any early season thoughts on uh, on the association as uh, as you take a peek uh, at teams in uh, you know early season form, but uh, still, I guess you could still start to get a. A little bit of a gauge of who might be good and who who isn't so who looks interesting to you so far
1: well the one thing that is the most interesting to me and i texted you about this is this in season tournament right <laughs> to the, me, the
0: courts are beautiful
1: the courts are are just beyond hideous i mean eastern michigan ask the <laughs> colors West, you know whatever michigan team that is or yeah, Boise State. It's 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 terrible. It's one of the worst decisions they made. I I can't watch the game when there's a blue court. What
0: what is the thought process behind that? I don't get it. To make it look different than the regular night of NBA, it's unwatchable. I do It's hard. It's hard to, I, I it's hard to watch. Court. I when I first turned it on briefly and I didn't even know it was like I was flipping through something and I I thought that I had stumbled upon something from Europe like it was a game from the Europeans or something. I was like, "Wait a minute, what the This is an NBA game." Oh no. And, I, and then I started to see that all the other courts were like that too or similar. And my god, I, I don't know who made that decision, but uh that's a total fail job.
1: Like I don't understand they played like four regular like four games to start the season, then they were like, "All right, it's time for the tournament." <laughs> yeah. Like, and then they got what? their
0: own pods and stuff and I I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to be anything worth watching, probably not, but uh I mean, I
1: feel it, like the NBA is pretty good at like, you know, being new, doing new things. Oh yeah. Like, this this is not
0: Well, Silver's trying to copy like soccer leagues and stuff. They say it's where he got his ideas. So, I don't know about I don't mean on the soccer matches when they play uh in-season tournaments, they don't paint the field blue. So, no, it's green or You're red. Right, it stays green. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, the so ball i don't, might change yeah yeah, I, yeah right we'll use a purple ball or, or gold ball but that's, yeah that's what they should have done use a globetrotter ball and then that's that's how you distinguish it's the mid in-season tournament but right. yeah
1: they put chains on the net or something
0: Yeah, right. There you go. Play outside. Anything. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was a little early in the year, too, to be doing that. You got, and then you got these fucking guys taking the nights off again. And I know they got rules in to stop it. So, yeah. Just, I mean, come on. I mean, they got to stop this. It's, it's really, it really is a a, a discredit to the game. But I don't know. I don't see it in sight. What do you think of Webb and Yama so far? He's been okay.
1: He seems pretty awesome. Yeah. I I, I don't think people have. Sounds so dumb to say realized how tall and like right. how big his wingspan actually was. Because, like, when Kevin Durant says that he couldn't guard him, that's a big right, deal,
0: right? You know? I saw him next to Durant, and it's like, man, Durant's like one of the longest, like, looking lanky dudes there is, almost seven feet tall. And, and, and he looked tiny compared to Wemignano,
1: and he's not even near him when, when Wemignano was shooting, too. right? Yeah, like his hand was like at the bottom of his face. <laughs>
0: It's Crazy. Yeah, he he's. I mean, if the dude stays healthy, and I mean, he's going to have a hell of a career. I mean, he's already he already plays more games than than uh, Anthony Davis does, so that's a yeah, good sign. And Kawhi and James. Jeez, how about that, James Harden? What do you think about that? What do you think about that foursome? Paul, what? George, Kawhi, Leonard, Russell Westbrook, and now bring Harden into the mix.
1: It's it's one of the last like super team like things. I'm like, it just it doesn't work.
0: It's not going to work.
1: It's hmm. not going to work what does james harden bring to you and you look at his career and his numbers and everything he's done for a team that would make you say i want that guy on my team
0: right and it it is funny i find it amazing that now he's back now westbrook's with him durant was with him and it's like you know you three idiots could have just stayed in oklahoma city and probably won a title like they they were actually playing their very best then they, they seemed like they had their heads on. I mean, I thought that team was going to be something to watch, and then they all get their delusions of uh, grandeur, and they all go their own ways, and now they can't really find a home. I mean, Durant title chases with the Warriors, and you know, it's just, I don't know. It's a shame to, to see them turn out like that.
1: It is, and it's funny that you'd think they'd say he would say like, "Hey, send me back to the Thunder right now." They like, got Chet, they've like, right. Jai, They have all these players, but it's like, no, nah, I want to go play for the L.A. Clippers. Right, and the
0: Thunder probably were like, "No, we'll pass. We're, we're oh, good. Yeah, we're yeah. good." christie yeah.
1: yeah. was like, "No, I got eighty-five draft picks in the next four yes. years. We're fine.
0: Yeah. We'll be good." So yeah, yeah. no, uh, just a couple of thoughts. Teams, I, I like. Uh, I like the Thunder. Obviously, uh, they got Thunder. a lot of play. Uh, early in the season, people were kind of on them. I tell you, another team has impressed me a little bit, uh, and I don't watch a ton of the games, but I at least follow them and uh, you know just look at the stats. And a team that last year I thought was pretty decent, and they're starting you know, to me come into form is I think the Orlando Magic are pretty good.
1: Yeah, I don't hate the Magic at all. I think Ben Caro is pretty damn good, and I also have like Cole Anthony, their point yeah. guard. I think. Yeah. So yeah, they're definitely an, an under underrated team, but I need about one more week of the right, right, to right. play out so I can see. You know, then I'll start giving like these shot totals and stuff because people really start letting loose. Oh yeah, you know once they get comfy. So yeah,
0: and you got some teams who are, who come out kind of slumping. The uh, the Heat, the Bucks, they like, not really playing up to up to par yet. The Lakers haven't been very good. The Grizzlies got a lot of issues. They they may be having a really bad season.
1: I don't think the Bucks realize that Damian Lillard
0: plays no fucking right. Difference. Right. I don't, I don't know how no they didn't defense. know that. I mean, everybody that pays attention knew that. Like I wasn't gonna gonna solve all your problems. You got you got Gian, I mean, she they have two really good defenders Lopez and Giannis. They're gonna have to continue to step their game up because Lillard's not gonna stop anybody. That's never gonna he just happen.
1: Just wants to score and shoot from eighty feet away, and yeah. you know,
0: yeah, I don't shit. I don't know how that's gonna turn out. Sixers have got off to a pretty good start. Um, the Nets have been pretty solid. Celtics, uh, Celtics and Sixers, I think play tonight. So, uh, yeah, interesting stuff in the NBA. Yeah, we'll touch base in a couple of weeks. We can get a better. Better idea of how uh, how things are trending and who looks to be legit and who looks to be fraudulent. Um, NFL-wise, uh, Steelers continue to cheat death, man. They keep getting out-gained, keep winning these games. Uh, I, this looks like another one this week, although I don't think Green Bay could possibly outgain them. This might be the one week where they actually outgain a, a team as they host Green Bay. Uh, thoughts on that ballgame? It might be a really low-scoring matchup.
1: I feel like it's going to be a dud of a game. I just I see Josh Dobbs coming and he, he doesn't know the plays he doesn't know his teammates. Right. He he plays incredibly. Yeah. And and he's he's throwing the ball around, he's running the ball and and we just we can't get 300 yards out of Kenny. We can't get more <laughs> than two touchdowns out of Kenny. He's hurt. Pickens it's,
0: is pissed. It's, like <laughs> it's, it's, but we win. You, it's yeah. Unbelievable but we somehow keep getting these wins. <laughs> don't know how. I really I don't.
1: don't. Either. I don't either at this point.
0: Yeah. Um Anything stand out to you NFL wise this week? Uh, Yeah. There's a lot of bad games. Jeez. Yeah,
1: terrible. Some terrible
0: games. (laughs) But a few good ones, too, I guess. Yeah. All right. What looks good?
1: I got three anytime touchdowns. All right. All right. One is Miles Sanders. He's a plus 450.
0: Okay. I like that.
1: He's he's struggled. He should have never left the Eagles.
0: Right, and they, uh, yeah, that's the Thursday night game at the Bears. So yeah, very the Bears. possible. The Bears stink. <laughs> yeah. yes, they do.
1: This next one I love. This he's one of my favorite players. He didn't come through for me a couple of weeks ago. Alec Pierce. Is okay, all right. Against the New England Patriots. I like that. I Think J.C. Jackson traveled.
0: That's over Same in uh, Germany. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Soon all these. Well, we won't even have games in America anymore, Matt.
0: You know? <laughs> I know. Wait till the Jags move to London permanently. It's gonna be
1: all. This is the United States game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then my final guy—he came up for me clutch a couple weeks ago. It's Zay Jones, all right, plus three seventy-five against San Fran, and that's a okay. tough defense. But
0: yeah, I like it. I think that's—I think that's going to be a good game. San Francisco and Jacksonville both coming off a of bye, so all right, Miles Sanders, Alec Pearson, Zay Jones—anytime any touchdown, like yep. it. I think you'll get two out of three of those. Let's hope. I need Pierce though. I need the Pierce. He yeah, fucked me I, over a couple weeks I know, ago. I know. I know. He had a couple of opportunities too. Yep. That's what's frustrating I think he's good, about man. it. He is. I like him too. I think that team just needs a, the, just a little more consistency, and not. You know, I don't think they're yeah. that terrible, but we shall see. Be exciting game out at uh, Deutsche Bank Park in Frankfurt on <laughs> yeah. Sunday morning. At least we'll have that. We got no F1, but we'll have a nice, right. good early NFL game. So. Yeah. Get some uh, schnitzel going. Yeah, let's game. let's go. Uh, all right. Uh, anything else on, on your mind, sports wise? Any, any any other? Yeah, exciting? I got I got
1: two two games in college. Football. Oh, okay. All right. I have money line and the spread. Texas Tech is plus four and a half against Kansas. Okay. I think Kansas is fraudulent. Texas Tech's been putting up some points. Okay. And then I the Georgia Tech, they're a, they're plus 490 Moneyland, but they're plus 14 on the spread against Clemson. I think Clemson is an absolute fraudster. They just stormed the field beating a... Th- I don't even know what Notre Dame was ranked.
0: Not really any. I don't know either. 20-something? Like to, to think that <laughs> you were this
1: big, bad Clemson Tigers two years ago, nonetheless, maybe. Right. You know, were the national champions, this and that, and you're storming the field against 15-ranked yeah. yeah,
0: I know. I know. It's not a good look. I agree with you. Uh, Georgia Tech's been a team that has interested me the last couple of years because they transformed their entire, like, offense from that, like, running stuff like the Naval Academy plays, and now they're actually starting to get all right. And uh, they are dangerous. They, I mean, they've had a couple of nice wins this year, so I agree. I think 14's outrageous for Clemson to be Crazy. playing with them. So. My
1: last thing that I wrote on here is Colorado cannot lose to Arizona. They, they can't.
0: I like them, too. I gave that out as one of my plays. I don't know if they can win, but I know they're going to keep it within 10. I think yeah. they do have a chance to win, but we shall see. Coach Prime with a in a big spot here. And yeah. Arizona, all credit to them. They've they've surprised everybody this year and but now they're starting to instead of being the you know, they're they're the team out there looking for the, the hunters, now they're the hunted. So they're gonna yeah. be uh I think they're in a in a tough spot here at Colorado. So I I'm, I'm with you on that one. So good stuff. All right, so that is Texas Tech, Georgia Tech, and Colorado. Sam on this week in college football. All right, buddy. Well, thanks, as always, for the insight and analysis. Uh, Enjoy the rest of the week. Don't get too depressed with the dark early. And uh, we'll see you back on the show uh, in a week.
1: Yeah, it was good talking. One more shout-out to that, that guy up there.
0: Key oh, Brian, yeah. The, Key Brian, you're gold glover. Glove,
1: third
0: baseman. So All I right. got the bobblehead. I got the shirt. You know, it's, it's, it's Bucks season's coming, man. All right. Here we go, Bucks. Let's go, yeah. Bucks. All right, Sam. We'll see you next week. Thanks, buddy. Yeah.
1: See you, Matt.
0: All right. That's Sammy P from Upper St. Clair rounding Ooh. out the show here. Thanks again for to him for his analysis and insight, as always, across the sports docket. It's going to do it for us on Better's Last Stand. Be sure to check us out. Football Friday show, noon to three on Friday on the Watchdog. Uh, Gumby's and Jill's Gentlemen's Club, the sponsor of that one. We got Duggar's Saucy Spread, week number 12. We got two weeks left, week 12 and 13, before we crown a champion in that contest. Kayleen, the leader right now, by two games over Jerry. And uh, be sure and go see our friends at IC Cab. Download that IC Cab app. Get your cab arranged today for a uh, nice weekend of. Uh, Beard and sports and whatever else you want to do, probably head to uh, the nailer game on Friday, Frosty Friday. we got our nailing it down segment starting Friday as well around the 2 o'clock hour of our Friday show on the Watchdog. So check all that out at the Pine Room Studios to check out all the recent podcasts, Soup and Stuff, the Dancing with the Stars performance by Soup, and the guys, uh, they finished third, which is really awesome. Soup did, and Peyton, wonderful job uh, by them. And then uh, Cooley, Jarrett, and Jubb, participated in the show as well uh, as auxiliary dancers. I never knew they were dancers, but they were. So uh, kudos to those guys. Great job, uh, everything that they've done for the group. And uh, it was uh, nice to see them represent the Pine Room so very nicely at that wonderful event, raising money for the Augusta Levy Center, which is an awesome cause. So great job to those guys. Uh, Check us out, YouTube at the Pine Room Studios on across all the podcast platforms and, Watch all of our Halloween shows, our Jill's Gentleman's Club show, our Freeland Farm show, our West Virginia Penitentiary show, all great stuff. We were visited by President Reagan, which was really great. He came and saw us up at Jill's Lounge. So, uh, wonderful time. Thanks to all of our sponsors. And uh, we will see you in the Pioneer Studio for Better's Last Stand next week as football is starting to get down towards the end. But we got hockey, basketball, and uh, college hoops now. So, plenty more to keep us uh, tied over until the springtime so we will see you next week on betters last stand that'll be show number 62 so best of luck in your wagers be safe and enjoy the beautiful fall weather here in wheeling we'll see you next week